Welcome into the Gig'em 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Brian Peroni. You know, Brian, we were joking last week on the podcast. I don't know if, if people are going to want to have you back with the run that, that yeah. Texas A&M was on. Now you come back and, and Cameron Coleman commits right away. Uh, first off, welcome back from, from your trip. Um, what do you? What's your reaction to this, this Cameron Coleman news and, and what it, it kind of means for this class? Yeah, it's a, it's a big one, obviously. I mean, what, he's the number 11 player in the country. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no matter what position. But, I mean, he's a guy – he had offers from everybody in the country. He officially visited – where did he go? LSU, Clemson, and Auburn. Yeah. Auburn, you know, seemed pretty confident on him. You know, uh, so when he announced for A&M on, uh, on 4th of July, you know, it seemed like <laughs> the Auburn board was definitely definitely one to watch. You know, they were completely caught off guard. I think, I think he caught a lot of people off guard. But, um, I mean, it's a big get because – you know, I think it's showing that that Petrino, where it's, you know, AM fans weren't exactly excited to have Bobby Petrino when he first, mm-hmm. you know, made it on the radar and then he was hired. But I, I mean, I think it's showing that, you know, kids respect that. You know, they're, they're the wide receiver. I mean, this is the second one in a week, national top 100 kid. Draylon Miller had offers from everybody. And DeBron Gatling was committed, I think, before Petrino, maybe a little after. Yeah. But I mean, he had offers from all over the country, too. So, I mean, this is, uh, you know, receiver is one position that has been lacking. You know, last year, Moose Muhammad had his breakout, and obviously Evan Stewart's a star, um, you know. But, you know, they really haven't had the play there. But this is, uh, you know, these three guys coming in, you know, they, they have a chance to be really good and sort of, uh, you know, sort of just change things around. And A&M has struggled to get the ball downfield. Now there's a new OC, some exciting receivers coming in. So, um, I mean, it's really big both from a need standpoint and a momentum standpoint. I mean, everybody's talking about Texas A&M now. No doubt. And you've got, I mean, not long after, after his commitment, I had folks hitting me up, you know, can you jump on the radio to talk about Texas A&M recruiting, Jimbo Fisher, all this, and Jalen Hornsbury too. You know, he commits on Saturday, probably scared Texas A&M fans a little bit, uh, putting on a Penn State hat and then tossing it to the side to to put on that A&M hat. You're right. I mean, this wide receiver room has come together with three commitments in the in the past couple of weeks, uh, Bobby Petrino, I think a lot of people are are kind of a believer. And Eric Carner, too. He's in, he's he's been part of this run too of a four star tight end that had plenty of interest from Iowa, some other schools in the Big Ten, and was committed to Purdue previously, mm-hmm. and you know joins this class. And so I think I'm with you on that. That you know a lot of people are big believers. Credit to to Cam Coleman. You know, t- talking to some people around him, he really wanted to keep this quiet he wanted to keep a little element of surprise to this and there was some thought that he might you know what what other schools were were in his recruitment were kind of doing during the fall what was A&M going to do with Bobby Petrino what was Auburn going to look like under Hugh Freeze what was Clemson going to look like in their new offense but he went ahead and did it on the 4th of July and and kind of sends shockwaves now and and you're right it it just gives A&M so much momentum. This was one, I think, this and Draylon Miller will give them a jolt into the rest of July that I think will will kind of reverberate with a lot of other recruits. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, I you know, I put out an article on uh, on Wednesday about, you know, A&M going to the top 10. A month ago, A&M had six commitments, you know, and I think was yep. maybe inside the top 50, but barely. And now, you know, it really, I think it just took me going out of town. You know, if, uh, if the bosses are listening, you know, fans are totally okay, I think, with paying me, but just sending me on uh, on PTO all the time now. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it really, the, I mean, what I left on last Saturday and just since yeah. then, it's just been sort of 
a snowball and avalanche. I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Davis been started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weston Davis, who you know, he had told me that you know he LSU. He you know he said he was really feeling LSU even before the visit. He went there, and then you know you saw some some predictions come in for him to LSU, and then he just committed A and M. And yeah, you know, Jalen Miller's friends with them, Ty Anthony Smith, who USC thought they had in the bag. I mean. A&M's got a, a ton of momentum right now. And like I said, I mean, uh, Steve Wilfong wrote a story today about, you know, Fourth of July commitments. There were a bunch yesterday. And, you know, the lead was A&M. I think we're going to see the lead being A&M on a lot of guys. I mean, one of the top uncommitted players in the country is Terry Bussey, five-star athlete from East mm-hmm. Texas. And, you know, he's close to Jalen Miller and those guys. And A&M has a lot of momentum there. So if they're able to get him in the boat this summer too, or even, you know, this month or, or even yeah. in the next you know week or two, you know, which is not out is not you know out of the realm of possibility. I mean, that's even more momentum, and that's you know that's that sort of prices. You can't really buy that. You know, you could, you know, you, you can do whatever you can to land a recruit, but just all this momentum at once, it's causing other kids to say, hey, hey, you know, looking around, maybe I need on board. You know, what's going on over there in College Station? So, um, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, you you mentioned Terry Bussey. Obviously, he's a guy that when I first kind of talked to him during the spring. He said, oh, maybe I'm going to wait until the beginning of the fall and cut my list down and, you know, kind of go from there. He ended up cutting it down middle of the summer now and and told Steve Wolfong maybe by the end of the summer could have a decision before his senior year, which would obviously be a little bit more of an accelerated timeline. You're right. I mean, it, it, I just look at where A&M is this time coming out of June as, to, as opposed to where, where we kind of were last summer, you know, Jimbo Fisher went to ACC media days and there were a lot of questions about, Hey, are you concerned about where the class is? Do you know, how do you get momentum going this year? He's going to head into SEC media days with a top 10 class coming off a really, really strong June. And a lot of kids are, are going to take note of that. And, and Cam Coleman's one. And, and I, and I think the, the big thing with him credit to, to Tommy Robinson, who kind of first extended that offer. That was obviously yeah, yeah, Tommy early. Robinson from phoenix city so yeah, yeah he's, got he's some ties there. coach coach there had some ties there put an offer on the table for him and Jaden coleman um and a&m was cameron coleman's first first offer and i think that really kind of set the table for this to you know get in there early and, and be able to start building that relationship with him auburn offered right after that but but the fact a&m was able to be that first one get him on campus for a camp uh you know he's obviously got family in in Texas as well. So there's a comfort level there as well. I think that played a huge, huge role in this that maybe people don't, don't necessarily know about. Yeah. And then you have what his, his position coach is also from, you know, the state of Alabama in, uh, in Damian Craig. And, yep. you know, I guess you and I looked at the Auburn boards a little bit. I know so a lot of a and fans have looked at the Auburn boards and I mean, it's just, you know, it's their, yep. their, you know, it's, it's, he's like the prodigal son now is left, uh, you know, played for Auburn and now is just, you know, recruiting against them and landing kids against them. They're not, they're not big fans of Damon Craig. It'd be like, you know, that win's been in the news with this documentary and all that. would be like if that win went somewhere and, and kept landing yeah. kids from Texas, you know, <laughs> over Texas A&M, you know, not, ex- not exactly an ideal scenario. It's like, do you root for, do you root for the guy that you spent four years rooting for on the field or, you know, or do you, do you curse him? What do you do? They've yeah, it's kind of been a thorn in their side. And even I was I was doing a radio hit this morning, and they and they they were saying, man, Jimbo Fisher and and Damon Craig, you know, both have ties to the state and continue yeah. to come in. And they talked about Jameis Winston as as well, obviously yeah. being 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 from the state. And uh, Damon Craig was certainly having a lot of fun on on social media. This was this was a big one for him, and this is a it's been a big couple of weeks. Um, you mentioned Draylon Miller and Ty Anthony Smith, obviously. 
you were you were out for those two. What what you know you you had been pretty close in, in both of those recruitments. What do you think about the job A and M was able to do to land both of those guys that you know you mentioned a couple weeks ago were were probably trending towards USC and USC had a lot of the buzz for for those guys. LSU was in the mix as well. Just what do you think about the job they were able to do to get those two guys in the fold? Well, so Drennan Miller, I mean, great job. Uh, that one is, you know, area recruiter, BGA, Brian Gross, Sarmiento. Uh, he got to be real close with uh, with uh, Drennan Miller's family. Um, did a really, really good job there. He was also, you know, the point man on Weston Davis for that area. Um, you know, just and did a really good job of, you know, hey, you know, this is, you know, we, we want your kid. You know, we want your grandson. We want these people and just, you know, feeling like family. And I don't, it's not, a, you know, it's not a fake thing. You know, I think, uh, you know, yep. a fans are really going to like him. He's a good recruiter, but also a good dude. And I think people are going to see that. So, yeah, I think uh, he worked uh, really hard there. And, yeah, those guys took visits to other places, to USC and LSU and whatever. And, you know, it, it causes you to look around a little bit, maybe see some stars. But A&M was really the constant in both of those. I did think Tyanthe Smith was the more likely to go to USC. I mean, he, yeah. I think, you know, USC – I don't know what happened to Jordan Lockhart. I think Jordan Lockhart would have ended up at A&M anyway. But I think USC maybe felt good about Ty Anthony. So they let, you know, they didn't push as hard for Jordan Lockhart. And so now A&M getting both of them. I mean, that's a big blow to the Trojans. And then they thought they, uh, they thought they had Draylon Miller. I mean, Auburn, Auburn's hating A&M right now. USC is definitely, because I think (laughs) there were some others that, uh, you know, they had USC up there that, uh, that are in the boat. Um, yeah, just not not big fans of the Aggies right now. And yeah, they they those two guys, Draylon Miller, you know, AM talked to him about sort of that Anaya Smith role, especially more than Anaya's played as like a freshman and sophomore, lining up in the backfield a lot, doing a bunch of things. And I mean, he's a big kid. You know, I when I first saw him play, I thought, you know, that that could be a future linebacker. And I've heard other coaches say that, like this kid could be an elite linebacker. He's a big kid, but you know, he runs incredibly well. So putting him in a backfield, I mean, that's you know. That you know, he's not going to have a problem even if they ask him to run between the tackles, and then you just get him the ball in space, and he's incredibly fast. I mean, he was just so much fun to watch in space. You know, just making making kids miss, like stopping on a dime. I mean, I I, I like I think my phone ran out of out of battery when I was watching them play in the playoffs because just like I was trying to share every like crazy play that he made, and there were just too many of them. He's a human highlight reel. There's no yeah. doubt about that, and just what he's able to do. He's as I've mentioned, he he's gone to state seven on seven, two years in a row and basically been one of the best players there, if not the best player at, at both years. So he's, you know, what he's been able to do is extremely impressive. And you mentioned Ty Anthony Smith as well. You look at this linebacker and wide receiver room. Now linebacker, maybe room for one more spot, maybe to finish it all out. Tylen Singleton, Xavier Atkins, they can kind of shoot for the stars there. And, and if they want to add another wide receiver, Jelani Watkins, Ernest Campbell, maybe look for one of those kind of specialty speed yeah, speedy, guys. Yeah, yeah. The one of those guys that they can kind of use in in a couple of different spots. I know Ernest Campbell has has said he planned to be back for the pool party as well. Jelani Watkins had A and M in his top four. The linebacker room, especially though, A and M is in as strong a spot as I can remember in a while in that position. When you look at Jordan Lockhart, you look at Ty Anthony Smith, you've got um Tristan Jernigan in the fold as well you're really in a in a really really nice spot there and can kind of look to just close out that room yeah I mean uh, you know the linebacker it wasn't it was only seemingly a few months ago that they were left to what two or three on the roster and you know they added Torian York late uh, Chance Johnson 
late, you know, got Damien Sanford in, in, on campus. Um, you know, and now, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's, you know, it's the, the room on campus is still not ideal. You'd still like some depth, but you know, this certainly helps these three guys. I mean, Tristan Jernigan's a really good player and he's the, uh, the lowest ranked of the mm-hmm. three, but you know, he's a guy that, that people should not sleep on. I mean, A&M went out of state to get him in the state of Mississippi, but you know, they really like him. And, and for good reason, I mean, he's a really good player can play uh, Mike or will uh, really just, you know, line up, line up at, at either of the spots and, and do a lot of things. So yeah, the linebacker room is, you know, I, you, you got to say Durkin's probably pretty happy now, you know, it was, it was not exactly a happy camper, you know, shoot, you know, Santucci left and then it's just <laughs> Durkin's all of a sudden inherited a position with no depth. And now, you know, things are looking a lot better. He's built that thing up in a hurry. And, and, you know, there's, there's no doubt A&M certainly got a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail heading into SEC media days. Like we mentioned, we will certainly be there to have you guys cover. Thanks again for, for tuning in to join us today and uh, be sure to stay locked in on Gigum 24 seven as we head into the back half of summer. It's a dead period. It's a, it's, it's, it's summer workouts right now, but there is still a lot going on. And the last week is, is definitely a reminder of that. So be sure to like, and share this video. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe, if you're watching, if you're listening on the podcast and have a great rest of your week, I'm sure it's a great start to the week and we will be back to join you guys soon. Thanks everyone.